Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's going on, guys? My name is Hussein, and uh, I'd like to discuss why HTTP2, despite being a great protocol, is, however, not cheap or not free to implement not a lot of people discuss this right and uh, i made one comment on lucid chart uh implementation of http2 which which kind of brought their servers down because they implemented http2 check out this their video right here uh, i i talked about that a little bit and uh we're going to talk about first of all this video i want to talk about what is http2 very briefly going to talk about the advantage of http2 then the main killer of http2 there are, there are basically what i kind of think of there are two problems with http2 we're going to discuss and whether http2 is is for you or not right whether you can incur the cost of http2 because sometimes http1 can actually be better than http2 in some cases check out one case here what i talk about cloudflare upload speed skyrocketing with http1 and, and killed in http2 right they fixed that but still not as good as http1 so check out that that being said what is http2 guys http2 is a protocol that took some limitation of http1 and made it better how it was the main use case was i am a beautiful browser i'm firefox i'm chrome and i'm about to go to national geographic which has tons of resources right has images has scripts css files and the moment i visit nationalgeographic.com and i hit enter that's a single get request but before that we establish a TCP connection between MOA and the server. And then once I establish the TCP connection, three-way handshake, all that jazz, and then I send the GET request. And that GET request on HTTP 1 goes into the entire TCP uh, connection, right? And then reach the server, and the server will say, okay, I'm going to give you my index.html page or whatever the default page is. And you give it, get it back. And then the browser stop parsing the HTML, right? It says, okay, there is, I have to load these images. There's like 55 images and there is 34 JavaScript files and 76 CSS files. 
let's do that and guess what all right i'm gonna go load image number one there's the same tcp connection and i send image number one in there and i want to send the same request on the same tcp connection guess what you cannot do that in http one one you cannot do that in http one one can't you might say come back hussein pipelining pipelining is the worst right let's just say you cannot do that if you send one then even with pipeline if i send one request here i must wait until i get a response from the server before i can send another request right if you use http pipelining which is that thing that is okay let's send three requests four five seven requests right the server must send those requests back the responses back in the same order they were received so that means if you have five requests right if request number five has been processed successfully and you got a response you cannot send it until response one two three and four are ready because you have to be in order that's what pipelining is and put proxies in the middle the whole thing is effed the process can never get pipelining right how do you know the order what is an order there's no thing that tells me that this is this is the first request this is the second request there's nothing like that so http pipelining nobody uses that because it's, it's just awful it just kills you so people just send one request at a time and wait for a response and send it another request http one one says this is silly guys let's spin up another tcp connection on another one on another one dj khaled keeps uh, spinning up tcp connections right another one so browsers have around six to ten tcp connection pair host if you're going to national gravity you open 10 6 10 tcp connection and send those requests in parallel they are stateless who who cares they are not depending on each other anyway right so you can send that and you got a response for this images and you start loading stuff that's what we have we're doing with http one http2 came in and said this is silly because opening tcp connection are very expensive the server is imagine every client opening 10 tcp connection that the server just dies right of memory so it won't be a lot of clients until you just run out of memory that's why you have to scale we have we have done this work but we didn't i don't think we did it right with this stuff so http2 says what if we can send multiple requests in the same tcp connection and you might say you can't right but we can we're gonna tag every request uniquely so that if the server responds back we know the response belongs to this request and those are called streams so that's db2 so the same tcp connection you can send up to the maximum stream number whatever that is i think 200 you can you can make this unlimited who cares that's a bad idea we're going to talk about why <laughs> right you can send as many requests and the server will receive all of them and then if, if the request number 100 is was a process before you just get it back that's absolutely fine right and then while the others are being processed that's absolutely fine so that's streams so http2 so and if you think about it and i talk about http2 guys check out the video right here to learn more about details of how this looks like and and, and it's beautiful right it's beautiful should be too is beautiful why now as if i go to uh, national geographic.com uh, i open one stinking tcp connection 
and I send my get request and I get back the index.html, right? We're gonna talk about a little bit of optimization there. And we get our 55 CSS file and 50 uh, uh, images and 30 JavaScript file and we can potentially send those 150 requests in the same TCP connection at the same time. If the server can handle the load, given that there is a reverse proxy in the, in the, in the, in the front that actually funnels to multiple servers at the back end, you can actually get all of those much, 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 much faster. And I showed actually how that looks like compared to HTTP 1.1 versus HTTP 2.2. It was so fast. I, I show an image of Michael Scott. <laughs> As it is so fast because you're, you're, you're sending more requests at the same time and you're getting the same requests, right? And, and the same responses and you can just process them. So that's beautiful. So that with the browser, it's perfect. Even with HTTP 2, there's a, a feature called HTTP 2 push, which you said that's thinking first get request. That's it, nationalgeographic.com, please. And the server says, okay, you just sent me a get request to get the index page of HTTP2, uh, of, of, of National Geographic. I am assuming you're going to need these 150 resources. Blah. So, Let's go HTTP push. So the server predicts, and I put it between double code, predicts. Blah! And it sends all these resources to the clients, and the client sometimes freaks out, like, blah! The client can't actually say that, the browser. And he says, oh, okay, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm rendering the page without requesting it. This is way faster. You can immediately, almost native app fast becomes, right? Because... The serve if the client can handle the 150 requests in the pair. If they, if they can't, it's a big problem. You can actually kill the client and crash it. So yeah, that's a good thing, right? HTTP2 is good, right? Why, why not use it? Another another feature of HTTP2 is reverse proxies at the back end. Right? So the reverse proxy, you know reverse proxy, right? right? We're talking about it right here. So if I am making a call from a client to the reverse proxy, the reverse proxy is the final destination and it can load balance or optionally do canary deployment at the back end. It says, okay, I'm going to make this request to this server or this server or this server or this server. So it does that, right? And the way it does that, it's, it's technically two TCP connection, right? If it's a layer seven reverse proxy, which we're, what we're talking about right now. So it has a, a TCP connection between the client and itself, and it has another TCP connection between itself and the back-end server. And if this is th if you think about it, it's the same problem with, with the browser, right? What if I had one, I want to send so many requests, HTTP requests to the back-end. If it's HTTP 1.1, I have the same problem. I have to open a pool of connections and then start streaming multiple stuff to multiple connections which is expensive expensive for me as a reverse proxy expensive for the uh, the backend app so http2 at the backend is pretty pretty good envoy actually uses that but all the time if it's supported envoy proxy we talked about it right here so yeah http2 on the backend is a good idea S multiplexing Minimum number of TCP connection. 
Less memory. Beautiful stuff. What's wrong with HTTP2, guys? Let's always use it. Let's always use it. No, let's not. Let's not. HTTP2 is expensive. There is one limitation that I talked about HTTP2, but I didn't mention this one at all. The main problem with HTTP2 that led to HTTP3, actually, or a quick to be specific, is the TCP pipelining, right? HTTP pipelining, where uh, we have multiple streams and we're sending stream one, stream two, stream three, and stream three packet got delivered successfully. However, stream two and one wasn't delivered. And we know at the application level, these are these are independent. So who cares if, if stream three got received, please res reply to me with the content of a stream three, right? With the response, with the request number three. No, the server doesn't do that. The server say, to the server, this is a TCP connection and this is just a bunch of garbage data. It's just data. So to the server says, oh, TCP is trying to be too clever by half. It says, whoa, what? Wait a second. I received this packet, but I didn't receive the, the sequence on this packet is later, right? So it says, oh, I received packet 100, but there is no packet 99 and 98. And last packet I received was, well, I don't know, 50. So there is a gap, right? And TCP tried to be smart. So mm, there's a gap. I'm going to wait. Server's freaking waiting. It's waiting for this and this to be received successfully. And if there's like, it's lost in the ocean or, or, or some, some of Zeus struck by lightning, then you will never get stream three response back despite it being received successfully by the, by the server. You will, it will never be delivered to the application. Oh, it will never be. It will never be. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's a big, big, big problem. Because now we're waiting. Why are we waiting? So that's, that's the problem with TCP and HTTP2. They are solving it with a quick, right? So they are, so it's like, okay, we're going to use UDP instead. And, and we're only going to retransmit within the stream. Right, so if the, if something failed within stream two, stream three has nothing to do with it. Stream one has nothing to do with it. So we saw this problem at the stream level. That's the main problem with HTTP two. The major problem with HTTP two and with Quake today. And I just watched it literally last week. I watched a talk by one of the maintainers of the Quake that is still solving this problem still, and they are slightly getting it better to HTTP one. Nobody, nobody could get to the, to the, to the, the same level as HTTP one with this. CPU usage, CPU usage with HTTP two and quick is very, very high, and it's understandable, guys. It's not free. It's not cheap. We have streams, right? But who's gonna aggregate those streams? Who gonna organize those streams? Who gonna correct those streams and retransmit certain streams and not other? And then how do we look and compare packets there is work and this works all pure cpu not much memory to be honest because everything is in memory right connections by default they're not on disk are they i don't know how about unix but i think it's file descriptor on disk but i think they are brought up to memory network engineering and 
expert on operating systems, please correct me if I if I said anything wrong on that. But yeah, CPU, all this aggregation and having to do with packets and the we're doing some work that we you didn't used to do before. Previously in HTTP 1.1, if I received a packet, I received a packet. I just delivered to the application. Now, before we actually receive the packet, we have to look. Oh, which which stream is this actually? No, it's actually okay. It's it's actually stream one. All right, oh, it goes here. Uh, this is actually stream three. Oh, it goes here. Oh, this is actually stream data part of the stream four, but it's actually not completed because we have to wait for the rest of the packet because it's like got cut in half. Packets. Who cares? Who who knows how the packets will be delivered? So we have to wait for the rest of the content. So you stop buffering and you start waiting for for the packet to be received to be actually to so you can actually understand how they look like so you can deliver it to the Ashtatape two server client, yeah. So HTTP two is not free, it's not cheap. So if you want to implement it, think about this maximum number of streams. There's parameters we can configure that stuff. You can make everything unlimited, but does your server, is your server a class, server class machine, which can, it's a badass 32 core that can handle all that stuff? Mm, sure, if it can, then sure, by all means, do it. But people are still figuring this stuff in. So I'm going to reference the work they are doing to improve quick and all that stuff, right? To improve the HTTP2, to improve the CPU usage. They are working to, 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 to make HTTP2 better, to make quick better when it comes to cpus they are lowering that algorithm and they actually made a very nice pie chart showing where most of the work is going right where most of the cpu uh hunger where is it where most of the stuff time spent actually right and the cycles and stuff uh, that's details if you would love to that go watch that video all right guys that's it for me today have you used htb2 what is your experience with htb2 i'm gonna see you in the next one you guys stay awesome. Goodbye.